Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the NFL Week 11 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. The road to 272 bets continues. Now, before I get into my recap from this past week, uh, please... Donate to my Movember page. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm growing a disgusting mustache. We're almost at the halfway point of the month, uh, so I still have another half a month to go. I'm doing this to raise money for men's health. Uh, You can find the link to my Movember donation page where you can make a donation uh, in the description of this podcast, whether it's the audio version or the YouTube version, uh, or you can head over to my Twitter at IanMacBets, I-A-I-N-M-A-C-B-E-T-S. Uh, and I will be tweeting out the donation link there as well. Almost to the halfway point uh, of my goal of raising $1,000 for men's health. So whether you can donate $5 or more than that, every little bit uh, helps, uh, and it's a great cause. So please donate to my Movember page to make uh, me growing this disgusting mustache worth it. Also, subscribe to the YouTube page. If you're listening to the audio version of this, head over to the YouTube page uh, and watch uh, the video version of this podcast so you can see this disgusting mustache uh so uh like the video subscribe to the bacon bets podcast youtube channel uh, and rate and review this podcast all that good stuff uh helps us quite a bit um all right uh it is time to talk about the road to 272 bets tough week this last week in terms of a couple just heartbreaking losses we did finish seven and seven for a small loss um so seven and seven minus 0.4 units which brings the season-to-date record to 77-71-2 for plus 2.22 units. So we're still sitting in the profit. It seems like I'm just, I, I went, what was it, like, I think 11-5 or 10-6 week one. I think 11-5 week one. And since then, it's been 8-8, and 8-6, 6-8, 7-7, 8-8. It's just a lot of close to 500 uh Weeks, I mean, that's better than having uh, any really bad weeks, which we have managed to avoid, and we are still sitting uh, at the profitable mark now, uh, more than halfway into the NFL season. But uh, this week was a tough one because we had three of the seven losses were by one single point. Um, The Broncos and Bills on Monday night, that game just wrapped up about 30 minutes ago, uh, had the over 46.5. If the Broncos kicker didn't uh, miss the extra point on their last touchdown it probably would have uh, went in an overtime or anyways if the Bills still went down and scored a touchdown to tie it up any score uh, a game-winning score would have hit the over instead uh, the extra point was missed Broncos went down and did score a touchdown which actually gave them the one-point lead Broncos score a game-winning field goal uh, with so with the over at 46 and a half it landed at 46 exactly so that was one point loss uh, the Thursday night football game had minus three and a half. Bears won by three. That was a one point loss. And I think the, uh, what was the other one point loss? Oh, the Packers lost by four, had them at plus three. So three of the seven losses were by a single point. Uh, Falcons was another bet that lost on the last second field goal. So a lot of coin flip games went against us. Whereas all the the wins were mostly easy. 
to be fair, I did win Lions minus one and a half at a last second field goal. Uh, 49ers minus three was an easy one. Uh, the over between the Texans and the Bengals was an easy one. Um, the Buccaneers minus one and a half against the Titans was an easy one. Uh, Dallas to cover their huge spread against the Giants was an easy one. Uh, so we had all easy wins and then all the coin flip games kind of went against us. Like, Lions went our way on a coin flip game. Sure, if you want to count the Colts minus one went our way on a coin flip. Uh, and sure, I guess if you want to go the Raiders Sunday night, kind of, I mean, the Jets didn't catch a Hail Mary. Uh, so I guess if you count that a coin flip, that went our way as well. But regardless, seven and seven on the week. Uh, I'll take it, I guess. Uh, but let's let's. I want to get that feeling of another eleven and five week, or like a like a big week, like we had in week one. It's been too long since we had one of those. So let's try to do it in week eleven. Uh, Fourteen games this week. Four games. Uh, four teams on bye. One of them, thankfully, are my Atlanta Falcons. I am numb to my Falcons at this point. I, I don't have any rants left in me. I lost to the one and eight Cardinals or whatever the record was. I think it was one and eight um, on a last second field goal. I don't I have nothing else to say about my Falcons. It is what it is. We suck. We're going to miss the playoffs. I placed a five unit bet on them to make the playoffs at the start of the season. That was the dumbest thing I've ever done. Of course, they're going to do what they always do and break my heart. Uh, last week, in terms of my best bets, my best bets, rough week, one and four. I went with my five best bets, won the Bucks, but lost Ravens, Falcons, Saints, uh, and Seahawks. Um, teaser of the week also lost. I teased the Ravens down to a pick em. They lost to the Browns. That killed that leg of the teaser. Uh, the other leg of the teaser won. I forget what it was, but um, the Ravens uh, blew that teaser. Uh, the survivor pick I gave one, I believe I gave old Bucks against Titans. That was a good survivor pick at the very least. Uh, I was very confident in that Bucks play uh, and ended up being a relatively easy one. Uh, so 14 games, 14 bets. We are betting on all 272 NFL regular season games. I got nothing else to talk about. Let's get through it. Um, let's have a big week. Uh, it would be very nice. Uh, this is the NFL Week 11 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. The road to 272 bets continues. No, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor, and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 Alright, Thursday night football. I didn't mention at the start though, but what a what a week for primetime football games this week. We got Ravens, uh, Bengals, which is probably the best Thursday night game of the season. Uh, Vikings Broncos, kind of a sneaky, interesting one on Sunday night. And then we have probably the game of the year, Super Bowl 57 rematch, Chiefs and Eagles on Monday night football. Can't wait for that game uh so obviously we're gonna start with thursday night football here i'm sick of losing thursday night football games because heading into having to wait two games or two days before the next slate of games and they're like oh i'm already down 0 and one hitting in a sunday it's not good vibes so let's see if we can win a thursday night football game i think i've lost two in a row uh i'm gonna go with the ravens minus three and a half minus 110 against the Bengals. if you've listened been listening to this podcast all season this pick probably does not surprise you. 
Uh, I'm still very high on the Ravens, even though they did lose to the Browns. They kind of lost to the Browns the same way that they lost a few games at the start of the year where they're playing teams with just ill-timed turnovers. Uh, third down where they need to stop them, they let them convert. Third down where they need to get one on offense, they're not able to convert. Uh, just one of those variance games where just the Ravens didn't have things go their way, and their defense, to be honest, probably had their worst game of the season playing against a bad Browns def- or bra- uh, bad Browns offense, weren't able to shut them down and uh, let them stay on the field way too long. Time of possession was uh, way in favor uh, of the Browns, even though the Ravens were kind of in control of the game the whole way up until I think they are up 14 in the fourth quarter. Um, I actually wasn't even too upset that my bet lost because it's just one of those games things didn't go their way. But they still okay in the Browns, 6.1 yards per play to 5.0 yards per play. So I'm not out on the Ravens just because of that one loss, uh, whereas the Bengals still second last in the NFL in net yards per play, minus 1.2. Uh, they have some serious issues defensively, uh, and they kind of showed there against uh, that game against the Texans. Still not enough people are talking about how bad the Bengals' defense is. All the conversation about the Bengals is around Joe Burrow, Fair enough. He has finally played well uh, the past few weeks. Uh, but they're losing games because of their defense. And I think they're going to continue to lose games because of their defense. Uh, 18th in opponent EPA per play. 30th in opponent success rate. Uh, they're giving up 6.1 yards per play. That's the second most in the entire NFL. Um, and they're giving up five yards a rush. They're, they have not been able to stop the run this season. That is a death sentence against this Ravens team. So even if you want to consider that the Bengals offense is very good and elite, um, the Ravens offense is also very good and elite. So those two are kind of a wash if we're just looking at this in the most simple way possible. So then you look at the defenses. Which defense would you trust? A top three defense or a bottom three defense? Because that is what this matchup is. So um, I don't love laying three and a half points against Joe Burrow just because he can probably score on any defense uh, if he keeps playing as well as he has the past few weeks. But... I think the defense is the difference maker in this game. So give me, I'm on a big tea kick lately. Uh, So I'm sipping tea throughout this. Uh, Give me the Ravens, minus three and a half, minus 110. Titans, Jaguars, we got an AFC South battle for the first game on center, or at least not the very first game because the Europe games are over. Uh, The first of the early afternoon games that we're looking at, and I will be taking the Titans plus six and a half, at minus 105. I've been talking about this Jaguars team lately. It is why I bet on the 49ers this past week to cover as three-point favorites. They have a lot of issues. Uh, very uh, specifically, their offense has been straight up bad this season. Uh, there was a while I was calling them the most fraudulent team in the NFL. They had a couple of decent performances, so I stopped uh, saying that they were fraudulent, but they might be back on the fraudulent list this week, or they might not be because I've actually seen other people call them fraudulent, which if everyone's calling them fraudulent, they are in fact, in some ways, not fraudulent. Uh, the Titans, not as good, not, not as good of a team as the 49ers, obviously, but, uh, I don't think the Jaguars are, um, better, um, uh, good enough to deserve of being six and a half point favorites in this one. The Jaguars offense, 23rd in EPA per play, 20th in yards per play, 25th and third down conversion rate, 29th and red zone touchdown percentage. Those are bad numbers. Those are basically bottom 10 in the NFL in all of those offensive metrics, except for yards per play. They're just outside the bottom 10. Um, And if you just look at overall net yards per play, these two teams are 22nd and 23rd. So I actually think these two teams analytically are actually very comparable. Now, obviously the Jaguars, I would say, are the more talented team. Their ceiling is way higher than the Titans' ceiling. 
Um, but if I'm looking at a lot of numbers and I see the Jaguars listed right next to the Titans and the large majority of them. So because of that, I think six and a half is too big of a spread here. I will take the points with Tennessee plus six and a half on the road in Jacksonville. Packers. I guess I'll bet on them once again. Um, I, I've been betting on the Packers a lot this season, even though I don't like them. Um, I guess my evaluation of the Packers, I guess I, I, I value them higher than other bettors are and odds makers are. Uh, I will take them as three-point home underdogs to the Chargers at even money. Uh, Chargers offense, obviously very good, but the Chargers offense is disgustingly bad. Um, so I don't really want to lay a field goal or more on the Chargers unless they're playing a team like the Jets or a team like uh, the Bears a few weeks ago. Because I actually don't think as bad as the Packers' record has been, I actually don't think they're all that bad uh, of a football team, specifically defensively. Um, they actually haven't, the only thing their defense has been doing is getting takeaways or like bottom three, I think, in takeaways per game. But they're sixth in the NFL in opponent yards per play. Uh, and they're allowing just 6.1 yards per throw as well. So their secondary has been good overall. Their defense has played well. If they could just get a few more takeaways, they'd be like a, a, an overall top eight defense. Right now, they might even be top 10. Um, and the Chargers defense is terrible. 28th in opponent EPA per play. Dead last in opponent yards per pass attempt. They give up 7.5 yards per throw. If there's any team Jordan Love can look half decent against, it's going to be this Chargers team. Uh, I actually thought they outplayed the Steelers, but they're going up against the unbeatable Mike Tomlin voodoo. Uh, Mike, I'll talk with the Steelers here in a little bit. Steelers, once again, they've been outgained in every single one of their games this season, yet they're 6-3. and three. It's flabbergasting. Uh, so I'll, t I'll take the three points with the Packers at home. LA going to Green Bay, uh, and their defense is atrocious. I know how good Justin Herbert is, obviously. I mean, we saw that against the Lions this past week, but what else do we see? The Chargers defense look completely abysmal. So I will take the three points of the Packers and hope for a bit of a close one there in Lambeau. Uh, plug your nose for this one, my friends. It is the Giants against the Commanders. What a disgusting uh, game that we're going to have to watch on Sunday. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the 10 points with the Giants. Um, this is not going to be a fun bet to place. This is not going to be a fun bet to watch. This is not going to be a fun bet to cheer for. This is not going to be a fun bet to possibly lose. Um, I don't know who's, is it Tommy DeVito back at quarterback again this year or th this week? I mean, obviously Daniel Jones is out. It's not going to be him. Um, I should have looked this up before I placed the bet, but really the, the whoever's playing quarterback for them doesn't really matter. Um... Let's see here. Uh, Giants starting QB. Is it going to be Matt Barkley? Uh, no, there, there's no report. I mean, it's it's uh, Monday night. Uh, it's probably not going to be announced until tomorrow at the earliest, late in the week at the latest. I'm going to assume it's Tommy DeVito. I mean, if it's not him, is, isn't Matt Barkley the only other quarterback? Did they sign someone else that I'm not aware of? I hope. No. Tommy DeVito and Matt Barkley are their two options. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter. They're probably both the same. But the reason why I bet back in the Giants plus 10 is because the Commanders, I know the Giants are terrible. I just bet on the Cowboys uh, minus whatever it was, 16 and a half. They covered easily. But the Commanders are not good enough to be 10-point favorites in an NFL game against any team in the NFL. Even the Giants, who with DeVito, a quarterback, might be the worst team I've seen in the past decade. 
Um, I still have no interest uh, in laying 10 points on the Washington Commanders. I just don't. They're 27th in the NFL in net yards per play, 20th in EPA per play, 31st in opponent EPA per play. Yes, they are better than the Giants. Are they 10 points better than the Giants? Absolutely not. I set this line at probably 7.5 for the Commanders, so with it all the way up available at 10. Um, I'm not going to make it one of my best bets this week because I can't stomach making the Giants my best bet. But in theory, if if I'm going by edge, this might be the biggest edge I I think there is to be had. Uh, 2.5 points is a massive edge. I I just... I can't give Giants out as my best bet. Um, but I don't think, like I said, I think this is this is not a bet on the Giants. This is a bet, a bet against the Commanders. I just I haven't seen enough from this team, especially defensively, now that they have Montez Sweat and Chase Young uh, on other teams. I mean, maybe that's going to finally let the Giants protect their quarterback a little bit. It should. The Commanders have almost no pass rush now, so 10 points is a lot of points to lay on a bad team which Washington is so I'll take the Giants plus 10 and it's gonna suck and it's probably gonna lose uh Dolphins against the Raiders another big spread here there's a few big spreads this week but this time I'm gonna lay the points um I will take the Dolphins minus 11 and a half minus 110 against the Raiders uh few hiccups against strong competition but there's no doubt that uh, this Dolphins team can roll over uh, bad competition. They still lead the NFL in net yards per play at plus two. Uh, they're coming off a bye week. They're averaging 7.1 yards per play offensively. Uh, I don't think the Raiders have the offense um, to be able to keep up with the Dolphins. The Raiders can hang with teams like they did this past week against the Jets or like they did against the Bears a couple weeks ago. They can hang in games where the other offense sucks and they can just win dirty um, because a lot of their offense is a lot of dump passes, a lot of short stuff. They're not an offense that's going to score a lot of points. And in order to hang with the Dolphins, they're going to have to score a lot of points and they just don't have the ability to do that. Even though the Dolphins defense kind of stinks, even against that stinky defense of the Dolphins, I still don't think uh, the Raiders are going to have enough firepower to, to keep pace with Miami. So uh, I know the vibes have been high in Vegas since uh, they fired Josh McDaniels. Vibes can only take you so far. Uh, and now the Dolphins, especially coming off a of bye week, I think are going to be firing on all cylinders and uh, remind everyone just how good they are. So I'll take the Dolphins minus 11.5. Cover that big spread as a favorite against the Raiders. Cardinals and Texans. Um, I don't believe in trap bets. I think trap bets don't exist. Uh, no sports book sets odds at a line to purposely try to make people bet one way or the other. Um, I think usually what a trap line is, is you're evaluating a game potentially wrong, or at the very least you're evaluating the game very differently from sharp bettors. Um, and that might be what's happening here between the Cardinals and the Texans. Um, so I'm not going to bet the opposite side in some kind of big brain move because I think it's a trap. But I think the Texans should be favored by like a touchdown in this game. So I'll take Texans minus four and a half, minus 105 against the Cardinals. Um, I said it last week when I bet on the Falcons, I, I, I'm not a Kyler Murray guy. He actually looked a lot better last week against the Falcons than I thought. But once again, that was the Falcons who have now lost three to three straight quarterbacks who are making their season debut. Uh, Will Levis, uh, Jaron Hall, and then it ended up being Josh Dobbs. And then Kyler Murray. I guess Josh Jobs was a season debut, but a debut with his uh, with the Vikings. 
My point is I'm not a Kyler Murray guy. Um, I still think he was straight up playing bad last season. I think uh, his injury that he suffered late in the season allowed people to forget just how bad he was the first 10 games of the season or however many games he played in. I'm not a Kyler Murray guy. He can scramble, but if you take away his scrambling ability, then he uh, can't do much else. Um, And I know the Texans' defense isn't strong, but um, the Cardinals' defense is one of the worst in the NFL. 29th. <clears throat> excuse me, an opponent EPA per dropback, 31st, an opponent dropback success rate. If they're, I mean, CJ Stroud's got to be licking his lips uh, looking at uh, playing against this Cardinals defense. This Cardinals defense offers nothing for him, especially in the secondary. Uh, that's probably, that's why that actually the Falcons couldn't get the job done against the Cardinals because they can't throw the ball. Uh, the Texans can throw the ball and throw the ball very well. Not only that, um, but I'm going to place a little bet on CJ Stroud MVP. Um, I think now is the time to do it because if he torches this Cardinal secondary, um, then his odds are going to shorten quite a bit. And he has a, some, he has a favorable schedule down the stretch. Cardinals Jaguars defense is going to be tough, but still he could do something against them. Broncos defense. We'll see. Um, but Titans twice. Um, I guess he does have the Browns and the Jets, so those are a couple good defense. And then he finishes with the Colts. Regardless, I think C.J. Stroud's around 20-1. to 1. I haven't placed the bet yet. Let me see C.J. Stroud, best MVP odds. Let's see what the best price is. Uh, still around 20-1 to 1 there. Am I just going to find a site that just has all his odds? Nope, not quick enough. At least 20 to 1. Uh, tomorrow morning, I'll place the bet. I'll find the best odds I can. Uh, but 20 to 1 for sure. You can get CJ Stroud. I think he's a good bet. Uh, I obviously don't think he should be favored, but I think he um, I think, I think he does have value at 20 to 1. I think he picks apart this Cardinals defense. I think Kyler Murray has a bad start after last week's strong start. Uh, so I'll take Texans minus 4.5. I think the Texans should be like 6.5 point favorites. Uh, so I will take Houston in that one. Uh, one more game here before the break. Um, I'm going to switch things up. Uh, the next one on my list was my huge upset pick of the week, but I'm going to tease that Ooh, and give that one out my first pick after the break. So I'm going to switch things up. Uh, I'll go uh, Steelers and... Uh, I think we're halfway through. Yeah, Steelers and uh, Browns. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Steelers. Plus four, minus 108. Don't tail this pick. Instead, take the Browns because I can't get the Steelers right. I think I've been on the wrong side of every single Steelers game this year. I bet against them. I bet against them. I bet against them. They get outplayed, get outplayed, get outplayed. Uh, But they win, they win, they win. I lose, I lose, I lose. And then I bet on them. And then they get their asses kicked. I guarantee that's what's going to happen. So I'm almost making this bet out of spite for the Steelers. I want them to lose because I hate them, and they do not deserve to be 6-3. and three. They're the biggest frauds in the NFL. So despite them, I'm going to bet on them, and now they're going to lose and not cover. They're going to lose by five points. So I'll, I'll take Steelers. Um, and it, it, for real, though, I do kind of like them in this game because, I mean, the Browns, I think, are almost as fraudulent. Now, the Browns have a very elite defense, obviously, but their offense stinks. Um, everyone, I saw a lot of people like praising Deshaun Watson, like, oh, we finally got old Deshaun Watson this past week against the Ravens. 
guys watched a different game than I watched. He completed 58% of passes, 6.3 yards per throw, one touchdown, one interception. That's not a great performance. That's not vintage Deshaun Watson. That's like an average performance at best. So no, I don't think Deshaun Watson's back. Their offense sucks. 26th in EPA per play, 28th in success rate, 30th in yards per play. I have no interest in laying four points on a Browns team against Mike Tomlin's voodoo. I will take the Steelers to cover the spread at plus four, minus 108. And like I said, because I'm on the Steelers now, now this is the week that they lose. And lose big. Or by five points. They either lose by 30 points or five points. But I'll take the Steelers plus four, minus 108. All right, I'm on the biggest underdog I have bet this entire NFL season. I've taken a shot at a huge, huge, huge underdog, uh, and I will tell you who that underdog is in just a few moments. I'll be right back. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, we are back. Time to give you my big underdog, my biggest underdog that I've been on this entire NFL season. Moneyline underdog alert. Moneyline underdog alert. Give me the Chicago Bears plus 400 to upset the Detroit Lions outright as 10-point underdogs. I might be crazy. I might be crazy. I probably am crazy. This is probably going to lose. The Lions are probably going to win by 20, but I'm taking a shot. There are some things here that I think are signs of a potential upset. Number one, the Lions defense has been a below average unit all year, and they've been trending in the wrong direction. They rank in the bottom half of the NFL in opponent EPA per play, opponent success rate, and opponent yards per play. Uh, we saw them get torched, even though they ended up winning. They got torched against the, uh, the Chargers this past weekend. Um, they were decent at the start of the year, but they're trending in the wrong direction, which, which should be worrisome for Lions fans. Number two, the Bears are actually trending in the right direction, specifically their defense. They were a complete dumpster fire at the start of the year, uh, but they are quietly becoming an average team. <laughs> it's as best as I can get them, uh, give them. But really, it's probably like a below average team. But that's better than what they were at the start of the season. Uh, they're now 10th in the NFL in net yards per play over their last three games, uh, and their defense has completely uh, switched the flip. Uh, they've allowed 4.7 yards per play over the last three games. That's the seventh best mark in the NFL over each team's last three games. So their defense has been playing very well. I can't really compliment their offense, but their offense has some playmakers. Uh, they can certainly run the football very well, uh, whereas the Lions' defense is turning in the wrong direction. Now, obviously, the Lions' offense is very good. The most likely outcome is the Lions' offense uh, does enough to get the job done in this game. Um, but I have not been taking a lot of shots at big underdogs this year. Um, I've been afraid. I've been a coward when it comes to betting on a big underdogs. Last week, I think my underdog was like a plus 110 on the Raiders, which did end up winning. But now is the time to hit a big underdog. My bread and butter a couple we uh, a couple years ago when I won like, uh, when I had a really good road to 272, I forget, what, 18 units, 20 units, 30 units. I, I had a very good season. But my bread and butter that week was, or that season was calling a few big upsets, and I've gotten away from that. 
Let's call a big one. Bears, four to one. Let's take a shot, baby. Uh, now I'm also betting on another big underdog. This one's not one on the on the on the money line though. Certainly not brave enough to do that. But I'm gonna take the Panthers to cover the 11 point spread. Uh, ugliest bet of the week. Um, Giants are pretty ugly. This one's even worse. Uh, but if there's ever been a buy low, sell high moment on two teams, it is the Cowboys and the Panthers. The Cowboys have looked dominant recent weeks. They actually lead the NFL in net yards per play over the last three games. Uh, and they've beat up on uh, bad teams all season. They actually lead the NFL in average uh, scoring margin, which I thought I had written down here, um, but I do not. Uh, they have an average scoring margin of plus 11.6, plus 16.7 over the last three games, but I don't care. Give me the Panthers plus 11 in this one. There are a couple of points here that make me want to go to the, uh, with the Panthers. Number one, Dallas has been significantly worse on the road this season compared to at home. Net yards per play of plus 1.8 at home and net yards per play of plus 0.1 on the road. So a difference of 1.7 net yards per play from home and away. Uh, Cowboys have also had some issues stopping the run. They rank 31st in opponent rush success rate. So I think if the Panthers are smart, they run the ball, they slow things down, they keep the Cowboys offense off the field. And also, the strength of the Panthers' defense is their ability to stop the pass. That was a big reason why they were able to actually upset the Texans a couple of weeks ago, which feels like it was a month ago. And it's very weird to think now, after the past couple of weeks, that the Panthers beat the Texans. But they did, and it was because they were actually able to slow down C.J. Stroud uh, and that Texans offense. Uh, they're 12th in opponent yards per throw, 14th in opponent dropback EPA, um, and that's where the Cowboys get the majority of their yards. So I'm taking a risk. It's a buy low, sell high situation here. I'll take the Panthers plus 11, minus 110 at home to the Dallas Cowboys. Buccaneers, 49ers. I don't love this game. This spreads at 10.5 or 11, depending on where you look. I think that's the correct spread for this game. So I'm going to look to the total instead, which I do think is a low mark. So I will take uh, Bucks, 49ers. Didn't put the teams in the graphic. Bucks, 49ers over 41 and a half. Uh, 49ers, both these teams are offensive and better than their defenses, which is why I'm surprised the low total of 41 and a half. The 49ers are averaging 6.4 yards per play, second best in the NFL. Their defense allowing five yards per snap, 5.9 yards per snap over their last three games. Uh, Buccaneers offense has been slightly better than their defense as well. I don't have a lot to talk about in this game. Um, there's not really any huge metrics one way or the other. The, the Buccaneers, I will throw this one out as well, not good uh, on third down defensively. Um, dead last, actually, in the NFL in third down defense, uh, which means the 49ers should be able to keep the ball in the field and score plenty of points. So I think the 49ers win this game by a significant margin. Do they cover the spread? I don't know. I would rather bet on them than the Buccaneers. But I do think the Bucs offense can at least score enough points uh, to contribute to this over. Like I said, low total, 41 and a half. I think there's a few points of value there. Give me the Bucks 49ers over 41 and a half. Uh, I will once again be betting on the Los Angeles Rams. I don't know why I'm obsessed with this team and betting on them. Uh, I, I guess like the Packers, I just value them higher uh, than most other people do, but I will take the Rams at home, even money to beat the Seahawks for the second time this season. Uh, despite winning last week, 
the Seahawks in their past few games, probably dating back to even the Cardinals, when even they beat the Cardinals by 10, they covered, I think that was four weeks ago. Uh, but the Seahawks have regressed a little bit, in my opinion, from where they were at the start of the season. Over their last three games, they're 19th in the NFL in uh, net yards per play. But the most concerning thing about the Seahawks has been their play on third down, both offensively and defensively. Uh, they are converting on offense just 31.48% of third downs. That is the third worst mark in the NFL. Uh, the Rams are converting uh, 11% more of their third down opportunities uh, offensively, which is the 10th best mark. And it's not just offensively for the Seahawks on defense. Their third down defense isn't bad. They're uh, allowing teams to convert 45.45% of third downs against them. That is tied for the second worst mark in the NFL. If you don't convert third downs and first downs offensively, and if you allow other teams to do so, that's going to come back and bite you in the long run. Um, so I'm going to back the Rams to get the job done at home coming off the bye. Matt Stafford is expected to play, thank God, because they're horrible without him. If you're listening to this late in the week, and for some reason, like I said, Matt Stafford is expected to play, if later on in the week they announce he's out, don't listen to this pick. Take the Seahawks no matter what. This offense cannot, the Rams offense cannot do anything without Matt Stafford. I think, did they sign Carson Wentz? Would Carson Wentz play if not? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be gross. As long as Matt Stafford plays, I love the Rams in the spot. Rams, even money. Uh, at home to the Seahawks. Jets and Bills. Um, listen, I want to take the Bills. Um... I think they. I think as long as they fix turnovers, I think they can be a, a good team. I just can't trust them, though. I'm going to take the under in this one. Uh, the mark is set at 40. I'll go under 40. Jets and Bills. Number one. Let's let me start with the Jets. The Jets are. If you could, if you could imagine a picture perfect under team, it's the New York Jets. Um, their defense actually got off to a bit of a slow start to the season, but they have awoken, and their defense is now returned to the dominant unit they were a year ago. Uh, they've allowed just 3.5 yards per play over the last three weeks. That's the best mark in the NFL over that stretch. They're also fifth in opponent EPA per play, third in opponent success rate. Offensively, 31st in EPA per play, dead last in success rate. Let me say those stats again. Defensively, this season, they are fifth in opponent EPA, third in opponent success rate. Offensively, they are 31st in EPA, dead last in success rate. What do you want for a team that you can bet a lot of unders on. You want a very, very good elite defense, and you want a trash offense. That's exactly what you have with the New York Jets. I'll be betting unders on them moving forward until their totals are in the 30s. This one is still at 40. I will take the under there, and then when it comes to the Bills, I just can't trust their offense. Their offense seems broken. They look great one second. They turn the ball over the next second. They have to play against a tough Jets defense. I don't know. I think the spread is six and a half or seven. I think it was seven. And I think it moved down half a point after Monday night. I can't trust the Bills. I'll take under 40 Jets and Bills. Uh, Sunday night football. It is the Vikings against the Broncos. And I will take the Broncos. I got it at minus two and a half. I uh, should have bet it before uh, Monday night football. I didn't. The line was minus one and a half. It moved up plus with a minus 120 juice. I think it's actually at three most places. Uh, let me see if some other sports books uh, uh, have posted it. Well, my internet has shut down, so I can't check. My internet just shut off. I hope this is still recording. <laughs> 
I don't think I need internet to record, so I think I'm good there, but my internet is not connected. I've lost internet. Perfect. Do I know why? No. I'm hardwired in. I should have internet. I don't. Did I pay my internet bill this month? Questionable. <laughs> I think I'm still recording, so I'm going to move forward, but I can't look anything up anymore because I have no internet. Broncos minus two and a half, minus 120. DraftKings was the only place that, that had it posted by the time I clicked record, so that's the line I went with. Uh, I do not believe in this Vikings team. I do not care what you say. I do not believe this team. Uh, the Vikings have Josh Dobbs at quarterback. Josh Dobbs, I refuse to believe he's good. Call me hater if you want. There's a reason he's been traded around by multiple teams. There's a reason he struggled with the Cardinals after the first couple of games. Um, and now he's on the road playing against a Broncos defense that has improved significantly uh, the past few weeks. They're like the historically bad defense the first like six weeks. And then they shut down the Chiefs in two games. They shut down the Packers. And then they did a good enough job against the Bills uh, tonight. Um, so I think the Broncos are turning in the right direction. And I'm fading the Vikings because I have no faith in them giving the Broncos minus two and a half, minus 120 on Sunday night football in week 11. Which brings me to the game of the week, the game of the year. It is a rematch of Super Bowl 57. I bet on the Eagles in the Super Bowl this uh, past year when these two teams played against each other. I'm flipping my pick for this game. I'm going to take Chiefs minus 2.5, minus 118. Uh, they are at three at most places. There was one sports book. I think it was I think it was BetMGM that had them still at 2.5, but at minus 118. Uh, let me see if I can verify that, actually. Draft. No, it was it was DraftKings. DraftKings had them a minus two and a half, minus one eighteen. I, I I'll eat the juice on that if I can get to the two and a half underneath that Magic Martin number of three. I think at the end of the day, this game comes down to defense, and I have not been impressed by the Eagles' defense this year. Nineteenth um, in opponent EPA per play, seventeenth in opponent success rate. Um, Chiefs are fourth and fifth in those two stats defensively. Uh, Eagles are also allowing teams to convert 42.61% of third downs against them. That is 25th in the NFL. I think the Eagles are fraudulent. They're on my top five most fraudulent uh, teams this year, which pains me to say because I like the Eagles. I like Eagles fans. I like the players on the Eagles. I'll, I'll be cheering for them when my Falcons inevitably miss the playoffs. Um, but at the end of the day, I got to trust the numbers. And this team is 11th in the NFL in net yards per play. I know they have the best record. Uh, but they have escaped with some wins that I don't think they deserve winning. Uh, so I think that comes back to haunt them a little bit. And I think the Chiefs might actually look dominant in this game. Uh, we'll see. Because I know the Chiefs have struggled offensively to score points, but the, they're still fifth in yards per play, sixth in EPA per play. They just are finding issues finding the end zone for one reason or another. And if they, I think the Chiefs just win the Super Bowl again, unfortunately. Um, so I will take the Chiefs in this one in the Super Bowl re rematch. Minus two and a half, minus 118. There you go. Those are my best bets uh, for every single game uh, on the NFL Week 11 slate. Let me just go ahead and recap them really quick. Uh, then I'll give you my five best bets, my teaser, and my survivor pick. Uh, I got Ravens minus three and a half. Minus 110 uh, to the Bengals. Titans, plus 6.5. Minus 105 to the Jaguars. Packers, plus 3. Even money against the Chargers. Giants, plus 10. Minus 110 to the Commanders. Dolphins, minus 11.5. Minus 110 to the Raiders. Texans, minus 4.5. Minus 105 to the Cardinals. Uh, Bears, 4-1 to one on the money line to upset the Detroit Lions. Steelers, plus 4. Minus 108 to the Browns. 
Panthers plus 11 minus 110 to the Cowboys. Uh, Buccaneers, 49ers over 41 and a half minus 110. Rams, even money at home to the Seahawks. Uh, Jets, Bills under 40 minus 110. Broncos, minus two and a half minus 120 to the Vikings. And Eagles, or sorry, Chiefs, minus two and a half minus 118 uh, to the Eagles. Uh, my five best bets this week are Titans plus six and a half for the Jaguars, Packers plus three to the Chargers, Texans minus four and a half for the Cardinals, Dolphins minus 11 and a half to the Raiders, and Chiefs minus two and a half against the Eagles. So Titans, Packers, Texans, Dolphins, and Chiefs. My teaser bet. I'm going to take the Dolphins down from uh, 12, or I guess down, I guess I have them at 11 and a half. So down from 11 and a half to five and a half against the Raiders and the Steelers up from plus four to plus 10 against the Browns. Even if the Browns win, I mean, I said earlier, they probably because I'm on the Steelers are going to win by a million, but I don't think the Browns offense is good enough to win by double digits. So Dolphins down from minus 11 and a half to minus five and a half to the Raiders. We're crossing key numbers of 10 and seven and six for that matter. Uh, and then Dolphins or Steelers plus four up to plus 10. We're crossing the key number of six and seven and we're getting to the key number of 10. Uh, survivor this week take the broncos take the broncos on sunday night football against the vikings the vikings are not good as a guy who um someone just tweeted this this is the kind of shit that pissed me off over was just a horrible about losing the over on sunday night football over was just a horrible bet if you did research you're right i should do research uh what was your research the fact that primetime unders have been hitting at a high rate yeah because previous primetime under certainly, because uh, trends usually predict the future. No. Broncos. Broncos are going to upset the Vikings. I was a Vikings defender all season. It's not even that I don't like the Vikings. I don't like Joshua Dobbs. I, I refuse to believe he's a good quarterback. And I think the Broncos are trending in the right direction in a big way. You could take the obvious picks. I mean, there are obvious picks. I mean, if you have the Dolphins this week, take them. If you have... Um, the Cowboys take them. If you, I mean, take any of the big favorites except for the Commanders. I don't love taking them. And obviously, if I'm on the Lions, uh, or sorry, the Bears, I don't love the Lions. Uh, take the Dolphins if you have the Dolphins. If you want a sneaky pick, I like the Broncos on Sunday Night Football. Uh, all right, this has been the NFL Week 11 episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. Rate and review the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And please, if you have $5, donate to my Movember page. It is uh, uh, The money goes towards men's health. It's a great cause. I'm growing this disgusting mustache. The link to donate will be in the description of the podcast and of the YouTube video. Thank you all so much for watching. I love you all. Best of luck. Gambler bless. I'll talk to you all next week because the road to 272 bets marches on. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.